Hey everybody, <clears throat> God bless. So I started a message um, maybe a week ago uh, in Second Corinthians ten four concerning our spiritual warfare, where the Bible says, "Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war against the flesh." Amen. And for our weapons, the weapons of our warfare and our carnal, but mighty in God. But today, what I want to talk about is spiritual warfare again. But this time, we're going to talk about putting on the armor. Amen. And, you know, what it takes to prepare for spiritual warfare and putting the armor on. Amen. In the book of Ephesians, very familiar scripture. In Ephesians 6, I know you've read this before, but we're going to read it again. We're going to go to verse 11 first. And it says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles. The wiles. If anybody is familiar with this scripture, you know wiles means strategies. Amen. And then in verse 13, the Bible says, Therefore, take the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Amen. Well, the Bible talks about our armor that we as Christians need to wear because, as I said before, you cannot fight a spiritual war with physical weapons. You know, and a lot of times we think of a spiritual war that we're out here, you know, uh, fighting the devil, and which we are, you know, we're coming against the kingdom of the enemy. <clears throat> but one of the things Paul's talking about in Second Corinthians 10 is the warfare that's going on in your mind. Amen. <clears throat> See, the Bible says in Romans 8, I think it is, that the mind the carnal mind is sense and reasoning and i know i'm repeating myself but I, I want you to get this it's sense and reasoning the carnal mind always tries to reason everything out it tries to figure it out if it don't make sense then the carnal mind can't grasp it amen it also says that um in corinthians that um <clears throat> The carnal mind cannot receive the things of the spirit because they're foolishness to him. Well, you know, as I said before, a lot of times we think carnal, we think worldly people in the world, but there are a lot of carnal-minded Christians. Carnal-minded Christians. And how they became so carnal-minded is because they indulge in the things of the world they fill their minds with the things of the world and whatever that might be amen i mean you can't have a spiritual mind listening to garbage it's not going to happen i mean you would listen to the garbage of this world i mean i know christians that like to listen to rap they like to listen to songs with cursing and you know watch movie it's all this nonsense and you know your mind can't be spiritual when you're filling it with all that stuff amen 
So I think we as Christians need to really take this serious that this is a spiritual warfare. Amen. The Bible said these that obey the spirit or walk in the spirit, these are sons of God. These are the true sons of God. These that will walk in the spirit, obey the spirit of God. They're sons of God. So, you know, it's real important that you as a Christian, a child of God, you really start paying attention to your spiritual walk because there's no doubt in my mind, you know, we live in the last days. I mean, you, you can't get around that we don't, you know, I mean, you can ask any Christian, do we live, you think we live, oh yeah, we live in the last days, of course we do, yeah, you could, you could see it. But the problem is we don't prepare ourselves as though we're living in the last days. We still go on about our own, our own thing, you know, doing our daily, whatever we do, we, you know, live our lives, amen, and go to church on Sunday, and, you know, but 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 we have no real walk with God. You know, church don't get you to heaven. Church doesn't make you spiritual. You can go to church from now until Jesus comes. That doesn't mean you're spiritually minded. Spiritually minded means you prepare yourself, your mind, through the scriptures, through prayer. You know, this is why Paul said we need to put on the whole armor. Amen. You got to understand that there is the armor of God and then there's an armor of man, you know, an armor of man and man's armor is tradition and compromise. Now I'm talking church now because even in the house of God, there are, there are, there's a, on the armor of God and then there's the armor of man, men. The armor of man is tradition. You know, this is the way we've always done it. We do it this way. Our church always done it this way. Amen. And so they got their traditions. And, you know, I think there's a scripture found in, uh, I want to say Matthew, yeah, and where Jesus said that uh, the traditions of, you know, you've nullified the word of God by your traditions, told them. Pharisees. So man's tradition takes away from the truth of the word of God. I mean, so, you know, even uh, is the disciples said, is it better to obey God or man? So, you know, man's armor is an armor of tradition. You, you know, put on, they put on the armor of tradition and they, you know, that's, that's the way they've always done it. And that's the way it's done. Even if it, you know, it doesn't line up with the word, it's still the way they did it. Amen. And then there's the armor of compromise, you know, you know, you, you, you don't have to, you, you remember, um, David, you know, the story of David, when he came to Saul and, you know, he was going to fight Goliath. Saul wanted to put his armor on him the armor of man, you know, and sometimes the armor of man, remember we're talking spiritual here, sometimes the armor of man looks like it makes more sense because 
it just seems like this would be the thing to do. But God does things his way. God's ways are not man's way. And that's why the Bible says the carnal mind can't receive the things of the spirit. Because in the natural, you know, that, that, that makes sense, you know, sense, sense and reason. That makes sense to do it this way. But God does things different. And, you know, that's why it's so important that we have the mind of God. Because God does things totally different than man does. Man, you know, and I'm not saying that every, every uh, you know, buddy who, who's a, a pastor or something, you know, they're always doing it. No. But what I'm saying is if they're not, car if they're carnally minded, they're going to do things that make sense in the natural I think I said, you know, I told you last week about Joshua uh, marching around the walls of Jericho. Well, if you tried to put on the the natural armor, the, the armor of man, you would not have been walking around those walls. As a matter of fact, you probably would have said, well, this don't make sense. So let's just go back to where we came from. Obviously, we can't do this. Amen. Remember when the children of Israel were sent by Moses to go into uh, the land of Canaan and, you know, take it. And uh, when they got in there, the Bible says, you know, they came back with this report that uh, they, 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 everything was there that God said was there. Amen. But the problem was there were giants and, you know, we looked like grasshoppers in their sight. And even in our own sight, we were, you know, like grasshoppers. And the word there means, you know, locusts or edible. So <laughs> in a, in a, you know, a sense, they were saying we look like food to these guys. Amen. So in the natural, uh, you know, it didn't make sense to go over there and try to fight him because we might've been a snack. But what, so what they did is they told Moses there, you know, there's no way, but the Bible says there were two men that were of another spirit. Amen. They had the spirit of God. Hallelujah. And when you listen, when you got the mind of God, the nothing is impossible with God. You can see God doing anything. Hallelujah. I mean, nothing's impossible with him when you've got the mind of the spirit. You know, when you got that armor of man on, you you can't you cannot see the miraculous. You can't see how big God is. You know, David said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Well, we know that God is God. He's big. We can't, you can't, you can't magnify God any bigger than he already is. So what David was trying to say was we need to come into a place where, you know, God is magnified in our eyes. We see him greater and and, and more powerful than anything we magnify. He's magnified in our eyes. Amen. So the Bible says that Joshua and Caleb were of, the, of another spirit. And it was the spirit of God. And see, when you got the spirit of God on you, hallelujah, they came back and said, hey, man, we can, we, we can do this, man. God, God has just put them in our, given them over to our hands. Let's just go take this place. But the problem was too many, there were too many carnal people, amen, in this uh, group and, and, and amongst the Israelites. Too many carnal, too many carnal people, too many people had the armor of man on.
because they did, it did not make sense to them. Hallelujah. Come on. But I want you to know that when you put on the whole armor, this is why Paul said we got to put on the whole armor of God. Put on God's armor so that when you do, you're not looking for things to make sense. You're not reasoning things. You're just hearing the voice of God. Amen. And you follow that voice. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Jesus said, you know, my sheep know my voice and another they will not follow. Amen. See, when you, when you come into a fellowship with a relationship with Jesus, you begin to learn his voice and his way. Hallelujah. I think the Bible says uh, that, you know, God showed Israel his um, uh, acts, but he showed Moses his ways. You know, he you know, God showed Israel his hand, you know, what he's capable of, but he showed Moses who he was. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's what I want to do. I want to know who God is. Paul said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. I want to become intimate with God. Hallelujah. Don't you? Don't you want to be intimate with God? Hallelujah. So we got to draw ourselves to him. We got to draw ourselves to God. So Paul said, you've got to put on this whole armor. This whole armor. Why? Because of the strategies of the devil. So when you don't put on the armor of God, you're not, you're, you're not wise to his devices. You know, you don't have that spirit to discern these things, you know, like the enemy, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you come into a situation and it sounds good, but in your spirit, your spirit man is identifying with something that's wrong here. Amen. And without the spirit of God, we do things, you know, in the natural because we can't discern if this is God or not. Amen. So, the Bible says in Ephesians 6, 11, Paul said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You know, there's a, another scripture I found, you know, cause I look up the word, I looked up the word wiles and there was another scripture in numbers 25, 16, 18, where God told Moses that the, uh, the Amalekites, the Midianites. Let me let me go there, because I I want to I want to read this to you. That the Midianites, <clears throat> Numbers twenty five. And by the way, you know if you're ever listening and you have your Bible, you always you should always turn with me to the to the Word of God, Amen. In in uh, Numbers twenty five sixteen, listen what God tells. This is what God tells Moses. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, harass, I like that, harass, <laughs> hallelujah, harass. You know, some of you need to start getting so, you know, get this armor on to, in, in such a way where, you know, you start harassing your enemy because, you know, I think he's been harassing you long enough, but God told Moses, harass the Midianites and attack them. For they harassed you with their schemes. What the word scheme there means wiles. 
So let's say, let me, let me read this again, okay? He said this, harass the Midianites and attack them. Here, listen, church, listen, people of God. It's time that the body of Christ be, go on the offense. We got to stop. You know, we, we need to start attacking the kingdom of the devil. Ha, Shandai. I said we need to start attacking the kingdom of the devil. Amen. Because you got to understand, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen. You know, God gave you power over all the power of your enemy. And you as a child of God, you need to start going on the offense, you know, and stop you know, and, and attacking your enemy. Listen, David said this. He in, in Psalm 18, David said, God teaches my hands to war. And as you keep reading that, you'll see where David said, I pursued my enemy until he was dust. I know I'm paraphrasing, but that's more or less what he said. He was dust. He was dirt. I ground him to powder. Why? Because he chased him down. He said, I chased him down. Listen, you got to go after your enemy. You, you can't play with the devil. You can't play with your enemy. And the only way you're going to do this is getting the armor of God on. Get this armor of man off. Get the armor of sense. Get the armor of compromise. Amen. You know, you've got to live the word of God. You, you got to stop this, you know, compromising life with God. You know, I can do whatever I want to do. I can live any kind of life. No, you can't. God said, be ye holy for I am holy. You are supposed to be a people who are separated unto God. You don't act like the world. You don't do what the world does. You don't talk like the world. You don't even listen to their music because I'm telling you, their music is a music that is going to take your mind away from God. Amen. I just thought I'd throw that in there, but the truth is the truth. You know, we got too much compromise going on in the church. Too many Christians compromising their walk with God, thinking it's okay. Amen. And then when trouble comes, they've got no power. When the enemy attacks them, they've got no power over their enemy. Amen. They got to call everybody they can think of to try to get some kind of prayer going, a prayer chain going. Come on now. You know what I'm talking about today. You know, we got Facebook and as soon as there's there's something wrong, everybody jumps on Facebook. Get, get a prayer chain going. Well, why don't you pray yourself? Why don't you get enough power with God that when things are going on in your household, you lay hands on whoever it is and you pray and you bind that spirit. You put that enemy to flight. If the enemy is coming into your house and he's wreaking havoc and he's causing chaos, you don't need to call somebody. You need to learn how to stand up in the things of God and put that devil to flight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Praise God. I'm getting happy now. Hallelujah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to teach y'all something, but it, it's hard right now. So listen. Numbers 25, 16. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, harass the Midianites and attack them. Attack them. You know, you, you, you need to stop always being the one being attacked. And you need to start doing some attacking. Amen. 
It's greater is he that's in you. You know, Isaiah said, there's no weapon formed against you that can prosper. Right? None. But see, you don't know that. If you don't have the mind of God, you can't receive that. Because it looks like everything the devil does is just, you know, working. But if you don't know the word of God, you can't. You know, Jesus did this. He quoted the word. When the enemy came against him, I know you've heard this in Matthew 4, I think it is, you know, when Jesus was fasting and he came on, you know, the enemy started hitting him with scripture. But he started hitting him with lies. And see, when you don't know the word of God, you don't know what's truth and what's not. It can sound good. Anybody can make the Bible sound good. Oh, that sounds wonderful. They don't make it truth. Come on. Even the devil tried that on Jesus, but, you know, Jesus is the word. I mean, that's kind of stupid to pull a sword on somebody who's the greatest swordsman ever. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of dumb, but he tried it. And Jesus cut him to pieces with the word of God. Amen. So Paul said, put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand against the wiles of or the schemes or the strategies of the wicked enemy, the, the, the devil himself. Amen. God told Moses, harass the Midianites. Attack them. Attack the Midianites. The word of Midianite comes from a word meaning strife. Amen. Strife. Men, enemies always, you know, there's that's all the enemy is, is strife. Amen. And so Moses, the Bible says, God wanted him to harass him because of the schemes and the trickery and the lies and the things that he brought against the children of Israel. Okay? God said, I'm tired of you being harassed. Go harass him. You know, I've given you more power than the power of the enemy anyway. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're going to put on the whole armor of God. We're going to build the Bible. Listen, the Bible says building yourself up in your most holy faith. So what I'm going to do is tell you this. Somebody might say, well, well, how do I put on this armor? How, how do I put it on? I mean, you know, how do I do it? I, and I'm here people tell me to put it on. Amen. But what do I do to put it on? Well, you know, one of the things we have to learn to do is we've got to discipline. I mean, you listen, if you if you don't discipline your body, then you know your body's gonna get out of control. I mean, that's what Paul said. Paul said in First Corinthians nine, he said, I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection. I make it a slave. Lest I preach preach to anyone else and I myself become a castaway. You know, I'm preaching something to, to somebody and then me, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm out here acting like a fool. Amen? Come on. Amen. So here's what we're going to do. You know, how do, how do I put on the whole armor? Well, the first thing we got to do is the Bible tells us to build ourselves up in our most holy faith, I think this is in Jude, praying in the Holy Ghost. So prayer, 
Did you ever pray in the spirit? Did you ever get out and pray in the spirit? You know, we gotta we we've gotta learn to pray, people. We really do. You know, you you think of these, you know, these um old mothers uh, in the church that you you know they pray constantly. I I knew this brother named Brother Pete, and uh, this man he would just constantly be praying. We we would have Sunday morning service. And when we got done, we we were going to be back Sunday night. And that's that's a rarity. <laughs> you don't even see that anymore. I mean, you know, people have Sunday morning and that's about it anymore. There's no Sunday night service at all, you know. But, you know, that's another message. And this man would be sitting, stay at the church, wouldn't eat. And he would sit there from the time service was over until the service started at uh, Sunday at six and he would be there praying, just praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit. You know, I mean, we can't even pray five minutes and you know why it's hard for us to pray because our mind, we get down to pray and our mind starts working, starts thinking about this and thinking about that and what I got to do today. And, this and that. You see, it's because your mind needs renewed. It needs to be renewed by the word of God. How do you how you renew it? Well, you get the word in it. You can you know you you can put headphones on instead of listening to all that garbage. Listen to the word. Now, now I'm just being serious. You know, I mean, if you seriously want to get into a place with God. Now, if you don't want to get anywhere with God, you like being. You you like being, you know, nonchalant, you know, carnal, and you, you like being that kind of person, but then, you know, this, this isn't going to be for you because you don't care. But if you really want to get a hold of God and you really want to walk in the spirit of God, because the Bible said they that walk, they're sons of God, if you really want to walk in the spirit, then you're going to have to get the word of God in you. You're going to have to. You know, one of the things you can do is you can put earphones on and, you know, you know, we got cell phones today. I don't have mine here with me, but, you know, you can get on your cell phone. And I've done this many times where I'll be out cutting my grass or whatever, and I'll put the Bible on tape and just put it in my ears, you know, with the earphones while I'm cutting grass or whatever I'm doing and listen to the word of God. I mean, there's no excuse. This, there's no excuse. Somebody say, I don't have time. Yes, you do. If you, anytime you got time to put those earphones on, you got time to listen to the word. Amen. And I know some people can't read because, you know, sometimes it's like it's, I just can't get it. So listen to it because the Bible said faith comes by hearing it, hearing the word of God. And if you hear it, it'll build faith. I'll guarantee you, if you'll hear the word and constantly hear it, it'll start building your faith. I mean, you'll go to bed at night and laying down, the Spirit of God will bring the word to you. You'll start hearing it in your mind. Amen. And it'll start renewing your mind. Because the more you hear it, the more it renews. The more it renews, the more it gets in your spirit. The more it gets in your spirit, the greater your faith begins to grow. Amen. 
But one of the ways, you know, we do this too is we pray in the Holy Ghost. Now I know some people say, well, I don't, I don't have the Holy Ghost. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in that. Well, that's fine. You don't, you don't have to believe in praying in tongues. That's up to you. Okay. But you can get down and pray and seek God. Pray. The re- only reason I tell you to pray in the Holy Ghost because the Bible says that, you know, there are some times that we don't know how to pray. I mean, that, that's, that's, I'm, I'm just giving you scripture. And the Bible says that the Holy Ghost, it says, likewise, let me, let me read this, this is in Romans 8, it says, 8.26, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. Okay? For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Okay, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Okay, now this is Paul talking, this is scripture. He says the Spirit makes groanings which can't be uttered. He makes, you know, it it sounds like gibberish, but it's not. It's a language, it's a Holy Ghost language. Amen. And you know, I think it's, um, I'm not sure if it's Amos, but it's somewhere in the Old Testament. God said there's going to be a day when he's going to restore the language again, back to one. (laughs) Oh, yes, he is. And I'm here to tell you, I don't think it's going to be Hebrew. Amen. I believe it's going to be the heavenly language. Amen. Glory to God. So, and, and, and he does this because, you know, sometimes we don't know how to pray. We don't know how, but the Holy Spirit does. So listen to me tonight. If you don't have the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, I dare you to ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Just ask him. Say, God, if it's real, I want it. I want everything. But don't deny it. Don't say, I just don't believe it. Don't, Don't deny it. Don't deny that it's not truth. Ask God if it's true. Pray. Say, God, if this is real, give me the Holy Ghost. I want to speak in this language. Amen. This heavenly language. And I'll, I I challenge you to do it and see what God does. Amen. So we got to build ourselves up by praying in the Holy Spirit. Okay. Number two, I just spoke to you. I said, you got to study the word. I mean, you have, listen, you have to study the word. You have to get in the word of God because, you know, the word of God is, amen. The Bible says quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword amen listen to this i'm i'm gonna go here let me find this sorry i keep hitting my mic Hmm. listen this is proverbs 13 13 he said that the the writer says he who despises the word now i don't know that don't i don't that don't necessarily mean you hate the word but despises it is neglect Okay, neglect. And he who despises or neglects the word will be destroyed. Now, what does he mean? He means he's gonna no, the devil's gonna destroy you. He's gonna he's gonna destroy you because you don't know the word. He's gonna be harassing you like a, we read in the book of Numbers, he'll harass you, he'll you know be the, the wiles of the strategies, amen. And part of putting, you know, getting this armor on is the word of God. 
And so the the writer says, he who despises or neglects the word will be destroyed. But listen at this, but he who fears the commandments, the commandment or the word, not commandments, the commandment, the word of God will be rewarded. Hallelujah. Amen. What's the scripture um, about he that diligently seeks him? Amen. He'll be rewarded if you diligently seek God. Well, listen, how you diligently seek God is through prayer and the study of his word. Amen. His word. Uh, let me let me go here. I'm, I'm going to go to Psalms. Let me go to Psalms real quick. Just a, just a few more things to say, and I'll, I'll be done. Amen. Um, didn't plan on talking this long tonight, but amen. God's, you know, the Spirit of the Lord's moving. Listen, this is Psalm 17, 4. Concerning the works of men, it says, Concerning the works of men by the word of your lips, I have kept away from the pass of the destroyer. Listen, he said, By the word of your lips, talking about God, I have kept away from the path of the destroyer because of your word it's kept me from the path of the destroyer who's the destroyer the devils are the destroyer and david said because of your word because i follow your word it keeps me from the path of the destroyer amen so you know i mean if you 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 can look in proverbs uh, three where it says my son you know the word it talks about the word of god bind them on your heart amen there'll be health to your you know bones amen and and you know it's the word we got to have the word so we got to have prayer we got to seek god's face we got to have the word of god and the third thing that you know another thing i i feel is important is fasting now that's a word most people don't want to hear. Fasting, ay, 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 fasting. Are you out of your mind? You know, food is our. You know, <laughs> most people. You know, people love food. They got that food, food, food. But fasting is a great thing because fasting, what it does, it starts disciplining your flesh that you're in control. Amen. You're un in control. The Bible says, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. <laughs> so if your flesh is your, is dominating you, it's going to kill you spiritually. You know that? It will kill you spiritually. But if by the spirit you put the, to death the deeds of the flesh, Paul said you'll live. If by the Spirit, so it's got to take the Spirit of God. It has to take the Spirit of God, prayer, the Word of God, the Spirit of God. If if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds, not put to death this, but the deeds, amen, the deeds of the flesh, the deeds of the body. He said, you'll live. You'll live. You'll be a, you, you'll live in this spiritual place with God. Amen. You know, 
Paul said that what we have is supposed to be joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. We as children of God should be filled with the joy of the Lord. Filled with his joy. I mean, be be joyous in the kingdom of God. Amen. God has intended for us to live a victorious and joyful life. I mean, God wants us to be victorious. I mean, he's made every pr- preparation, everything to to make sure that we're victorious and, you know, our life is a life of joy and completeness. Even I think the book of Colossians says that we are complete in him, complete in Christ. Amen. So Jesus did a complete work for us, a work that, you know, so that we can live joy, joyfully, so that we can be, live victoriously. Hallelujah. You know, uh, uh, be conquerors more than conquerors actually not just a conqueror but you know the bible says we're more than a conqueror through christ more than a conqueror amen i mean a conqueror is somebody who battles and wins the more conqueror is the one who does nothing and still wins <laughs> hallelujah you know jesus fought the battle and we reap the benefits isn't that all right Hallelujah. But you can't reap benefits from Jesus unless you're truly following Jesus. So you got to follow God. Amen. All right. Well, praise God. I know it's kind of lengthy tonight, but uh, I just wanted to share that with you. I hope it's, you know, blessed your soul. Amen. You know, if it has, um, just let us know that you uh, enjoyed it. I mean, don't just put a like. You know, a lot of people put like. Can you just drop us a comment? Um, you may share. I mean, the word of God is important. Because I know when you hit like, that means you didn't listen. <laughs> so, would you please listen? All right. God bless you. Say strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. God bless.